Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is your host, Alec the Avocado Martinez. I'm doing a quick waiver wire pickup episode. It's just me in here, just rolling solo. Tyler might do a solo trade podcast later this week. This one's going to be short and sweet, just talk to you about some of the waiver options out there. Tyler and I will get together tonight and do our pre- preview for week uh, week five. Uh, before we get there, though, let's let's go ahead and talk about this week's waiver pickups before tonight's uh, waiver deadline for most of you. Wanna, I guess the first thing to highlight uh, that everybody's going to be talking about are the injuries. The two big injuries this week are Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. Both of them are looking to miss at least six weeks. Um, well, I, I guess Chubb six weeks, Eckler's multiple weeks. We could be looking at a six-week timetable for him, though. It was a serious hamstring injury, and those are really hard for, for running backs to come back from. Joshua Kelly is probably rostered, so we'll start with Eckler. Jo- Joshua Kelly is probably rostered. 55% of te- uh, leagues he's rostered in. If he's not, he's obviously the guy that, that I would go after in your league. If you've got a, a 10-team league, he's obviously probably out there. Uh, maybe in some 12 teams, he's out there. Definitely in an 8-team. I doubt he's out there in any 14 or 16s. But if you have a league, Joshua Kelly's there. If not, though, Justin Jackson is only rostered in 6% of leagues. Now, Justin Jackson is an interesting player, uh, interesting, interesting waiver target. He, he, he hasn't been phenomenal, but he hasn't been bad. He did well filling in last year. Clearly, Joshua Kelly is who they prefer. He got the start uh, over Jackson uh, at the beginning of the year when Jackson was healthy. He was the 1B to Austin Eckler's 1A. He was the Melvin Gordon role. Justin Jackson does not have the skill set to be the Austin Eckler. He is decent in the pass game. He is a decent runner. He had a pretty good yards per carry total throughout his career. Uh, especially, you know, last season. He, he, at times, it was kind of surprising that they got Joshua Kelly. He does have a 81% catch rate uh, on his career. So he'll do all right if given the opportunity. He's, he's shown that. The biggest reason that J- Justin Jackson, to me, is an interesting waiver target is because Joshua Kelly has been really inefficient, and he's fumbled each of the last two weeks. Last week, the inefficiency is expected. He played Tampa Bay, but the previous week, he played Carolina, and the inefficiency against Carolina is what scares me. That's a team that's given up a lot of points to running backs and is really in, in all-around porous run defense, and Joshua Kelly was unable to exploit them. Do I think that Justin Jackson's going to come in and uh, make a be an RB1? Absolutely not. But with all the injuries happening this year, he could be a flex player for you. I think I got him. I got him ranked behind the other two running backs who I'm going to talk about uh, momentarily. The the other one I'll go ahead and cover is Dearness Dearness Johnson, uh, the AAF star from the Cleveland Browns. He, um, you know, he he did really well against the Cowboys. That's not saying a whole lot. Our our, our the Cowboys defense is really poor. Um, it's it's honestly, you know, kind of annoying. Uh, but while he was with uh, the Orlando Apollos, he was really good in the the AAF or the, uh, I mean in the AAF. Um, and it's it's the question is, can that transfer over into the NFL? Thirteen carries, ninety five yards on Sunday. Other than that, he's not really done anything. He did play, he played uh, played ball at South Florida behind Marlon Mack. Um, he he did 
have a great college career as a receiver, which is a good sign for his usage uh, in non-just first and second down work. So what that tells me is that we could see something where the Browns start to use Kareem Hunt more in first and second and get Johnson in there on third. I think that you know Kareem Hunt to me is a to me Kareem Hunt's a better all-around back than Nick Chubb. So you know Kareem Hunt to me is now a top ten player. Sadly, I just traded him in multiple leagues, so that's a a big bummer. <clears throat> but if you look at Johnson's skill set and what he's able to do, I think he can slide right in and be effective in this offense. Um, could he be an RB1? Absolutely. You know, that, that offensive line is gelling really well. The The addition of Conklin is, has changed that offensive line completely, particularly in the run game. Um, he's a bigger back than Kareem Hunt, so he could be getting goal line work. It's a, the, the biggest reason he's a question mark at this point is simply we don't know what they're going to do. The Browns are a, a team that wants to use two running backs. That's why they gave Kareem Hunt the two-year contract. Will they keep doing it without Nick Chubb? I, I like to think they will. I think they showed us that against the Cowboys. Don't forget also that Kareem, Kareem Hunt is dealing with a groin injury. So if you're in need of a running back, let's say you had Chubb and Eckler, very likely, uh, or you, you, know, you had McCaffrey and Eckler, or uh, you have Le'Veon Bell and, and Chubb or something along those lines, you're missing a couple of running backs, or you drafted Kenyon Drake and you're uh, tilting right now, I would look to probably drop a solid 20% of your fab budget on Dearness Johnson. And he, because he's a guy that's going to come in, he's going to easily be a flex play, and he has he has RB one upside. Now the only the only just sticking with that backfield, let's say you don't have much fab left, or you are at the back of your waiver order, and you don't want to waste a waiver claim because you know you're not going to get Dearness Johnson. Um, once waivers are cleared, maybe look at picking up Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, stack or, or stashing him on the bench, he could he got some a little bit of work the other day, and he's he is more familiar with the offense than Johnson. He was with the team last year, and if something were to happen to Hunt, like I said, he is dealing with that that groin injury. Then I I would for sure think they're going to go to a a two back committee between Johnson and Hilliard. So Hilliard might be a late stash, but Johnson to me fifteen to twenty percent of your fab if you're in need of a running back, and if you're not, I mean. I still would look in the 15% range. If you're in need of a running back, 20 to 25% is probably what I would dump for Dearness Johnson. I think he's worth it. I think his potential upside is, is a lot higher than you're going to get at this point in the season off the waiver wire. The other running back that I have ahead of Justin Jackson is going to be Damian Harris. Um, I, uh, I think that Damian Harris... He, sh- he should be available in a lot of different leagues. If he is available, he is easily the number one waiver pickup. He was really, they're really high up on Damian Harris in the offseason. Um, and I think that going forward, Damian Harris is going to be the guy. He's going to see most of the carries. 
Now, when Cam Newton comes back, we don't know how that is going to affect him. We didn't see him get in the end zone. We know that how they use running backs. But to me, Damian Harris is a solid floor flex start every single week. And that's something – and that's going forward through week 17. That's just – and that to me is more valuable than Dearness Johnson who honestly in six weeks, you know, when the playoffs start, you are not going to be able to use him. He's not going to be used – unless something happens to Kareem Hunt. The other running backs on your radar right now might be Chase Edmonds. Edmonds only has .2 points less than his, you know, than, than Kenyon Drake. Now, he's not going – I don't think there's going to be a changing of the guard because I don't think Chase Edmonds is better. He is succeeding in this particular role as a change of pace back. As long as he's in that role, he's going to continue to see opportunities uh, that are going to maximize his skill set. He's good in the pass game. He's a energetic type player. And I think that he's going to continue to play that role throughout the season. If something happens to Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds is, is probably an RB1. Um, but I, I still I have my concerns about Chase Edmonds. I don't think that Chase Edmonds is this um, fantastic running back. I just think he does his role well. And that's what I would be worried about if he gets a, a, an increased workload is if he, if he is able to capitalize better than Kenyon Drake. Um, we've seen it before where, where guys who looked really good in, in short stints when given more of a workload didn't live up to the hype. So... I think that you would be um, – to me, Chase Edmonds is, is not above the other three. Uh, I would still probably look in the 10% range if he's available. He's not as available as, as Johnson and Jackson are. Uh, Harris and him are probably around the same range of availability at this point. But that about does it for running backs um, that I think are really um, worth a – a fab bid. Like I said, Hilliard might be a guy you wait for when, when waivers go through. I doubt anybody's going to put a claim in for him, and he might be someone you stash if you're not able to get Johnson. Um, I, uh, I'm going to move on now to wide receivers. <clears throat> uh, big wide receivers to target. Uh, if he's not picked up yet in your league, he's only rostered in 33% of leagues. That's T. Higgins. Um, T. Higgins is slowly not even slowly at this point. He's becoming a, a key part of that offense. He's running around on 82% of Burroughs dropbacks. He's in the slot 33% of the time. And that's the the area that we've seen Burrow use the most. And he's earned a 20% target share. Uh, he's just, you know, last two games, he's got a 9, 117, and 2 line. Expect this guy to really excel over the, the rest of the season. T. Higgins is, is honestly on pace to be a star um, so I think T Higgins is easily a guy you can pick up another one to look at uh, is LaVisca Chenault um, Keelan Cole looked really good early on but but Cole is kind of faded Con- Conley just needs to be removed from that offense I don't know why they keep throwing in the ball you know he's second on the team he's tied with Conley who's second on the team with in in targets DJ Chark is back which I think is good for Chenault, um, he's he's a very dynamic receiver, and he doesn't he's not going to have to face number one corners as long as Chark is out there. 
Um, I fully expect Chenault to continue to grow in this this um, uh, excuse me in this offense. He's going to continue to get more opportunities. And the thing is, he's also used on the ground. Uh, he's got nine rushes. And, and we've seen in the past where guys like that are able, they're going to get you a game where they have, you know, five catches for 70 yards, but they have two carries for 40 more yards. And then you've got a guy who's got 110 yards. Or maybe he busts one out and he scores a touchdown on one of these trick plays. Um, and we know that, that, that offense isn't stellar, but Gardner Minshew's going to throw the throw the ball and he's going to sling it around. I mean, he's a gunslinger, and so a guy like Chanel with his speed and his uh, explosiveness is going to benefit big time from that gunslinging mentality. A guy I wouldn't be looking at, uh, although that's available on the waiver wire that had a big week, is Traquan Smith. Michael Thomas is returning. Emmanuel Sanders did well, six for ninety-three. Yeah, Traquan caught the touchdowns, but. Michael Thomas is coming back, and, and I don't think that Smith is going to have the kind of target share or the amount of snaps that he had without Michael Thomas. And that offense, um, the passing offense anyway, is not a very diverse one. Um, we know that Michael Thomas is going to warrant 10, 10 targets a game. They're, they're only throwing the ball about you know 25 to 28 times a game right now. And between Kamara and Thomas, that's about half your targets, if not more than that. And then you got to spread them out between, you know, Sanders, Smith, Cook when he returns, and I just don't see Smith being a invaluable asset. So I would I would Smith is a wide receiver I would fade on this week's waiver pickups. A, a guy that I would uh I would put probably 5 to 10% on is Scotty Miller. Um Scotty Miller is again a a fill in so he's not a guarantee he does play Chicago this week which is why he might be a great pickup for you to plug and play if you have a bye week or some injuries you're dealing with um, he you know Godwin's going to miss this week again most likely um, I, I, as far as I know they're, they're thinking that with the 10 days between uh, their Thursday game and their next game that hopefully Godwin will be able to return even if he does you still get him this week against Chicago and you're going to have a pretty good probably a pretty good output from Miller he's doing really well with Tom Brady he looks really good Brady has, has raved about him um, and he's just he's been very um, successful in all areas of the field he's been good on shorts uh, short routes um, but he's also been really good on deep routes so he's a solid wide receiver three uh, consideration for this week. Zach Pascal uh, might be a guy you look at with Paris Campbell and Pittman both out. Um, he, he was tied with Hilton in snaps, uh, and he led the team in, in targets and receiving yards. And if if Hilton continues to look the way that he does, I would be I would be sh- not shocked to see Pascal step up over these next four or five weeks and be a solid flex play with Rivers if you're looking for kind of a deeper play. Um, a really, really deep waiver ad at receivers, Tim Patrick. Um, Tim Patrick did really well. Um, he caught six of seven targets for 113 yard yards and was uh, pro football focus's fifth highest rated receiver in week four. Um, 
prior to the Monday night game, uh, but with Fant and Hamler and Sutton all on the inactive report, uh, Patrick is really the only guy there that, that seems to be ready to take targets. He had a good rapport with uh, Rippon, so I would, I would look for Tim Patrick. He could definitely be a sleeper ad uh, for the receiver position. Um, looking at some, some other options at receiver uh, for this week coming off the waiver, if, if Anthony Miller is available, um, you can go ahead and add him. Uh, he, he would be a, uh, a pretty decent ad for, you know, just a weekly flex play by, by week fill-in. He's, he's good to, you know, he's got a, a touchdown upside at any time. He's very volatile, but at any given time, he's, he's got a nose for the, uh, for the end zone. So, um, I would be, I would, I would be okay with grabbing him if necessary. Uh, the only other receiver I can think of is if uh, Alshon Jeffrey is available in your league. Um, I, I definitely think uh, you should be grabbing him and be ready to start him. He's going to be a wide receiver one from the jump. So I I, I, I definitely think that Alshon Jeffrey is the, if available, is the number one waiver ad, in my opinion, in the league right now. The other number two would be T. Higgins, uh, followed by Chenault. And then Tim Patrick would be how I'd round out the top four for um, for the wide receiver position. The only tight ends that I would really consider right now is going to be if he's available. I mean, go pick up Robert Tanyan. It's it's not even a it's not even a question if Robert Tanyan should or shouldn't be uh, rostered. He should be rostered and started in every uh, every league right now. The other ones that I would look at potentially is Mo Alley Cox and Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz and Mo Alley Cox both are. Dalton Schultz is definitely safer than Mo Alley Cox. Dalton Schultz to me is. Um, a weekly play in that offense, especially with how bad the Cowboys defense is. Dalton Schultz is going to see targets, and he's going to be a touchdown uh, threat every single week. Um, we know how much Dak likes to target the big body in the in the red zone in short yard situations. So, and then the cool thing about Schultz is his touchdowns so far have not been short yardage touchdowns. Um, They've been deep touchdowns, so I would definitely uh, look there. Another tight end option, maybe streaming option, is Cameron Brait. Gronk hasn't been very involved in the offense, and O.J. Howard just went down with the Achilles injury. Brait caught a touchdown pass after Howard went out. Uh, so we've seen Brait as an offensive threat, and so um, he is definitely a guy that I would consider uh, – adding if you needed a tight end streamer at this point. Uh, I just wanted to, to throw a, one more receiver name out there that I, that I forgot, and that's Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. The rookies actually looked really good as of late, and as long as John Brown is struggling with injuries, then, then Gabriel Davis is a – honestly, he's a – especially with the way the Bills are throwing the football, he is a potential weekly flex play 
He's he's he has looked really talented. He's going to be filling a role that gets targeted. So far, it doesn't. It, John or uh, Josh Allen hasn't shied away from giving him the ball, and I think as long as he continues to perform, then Josh Allen's going to continue to give him the football. Uh, streaming quarterbacks this week, uh, you got Teddy Bridgewater, uh, who you know he's kind of an every week possibility because they just throw the football so much. They're down by so much every time, and there's got to be regression coming. Uh, for his touchdown total with the way that he throws the football. It doesn't really make a lot of sense right now. Um, Kirk Cousin uh, has Seattle and Atlanta over the next two weeks, and, and those two two defenses are definitely two to target for quarterbacks. We saw what just happened to them this week, uh, especially uh, what the Packers just did to Atlanta and really what every passing offense has done to Atlanta so far. The only defense that I would target more, obviously, is the Dallas Cowboys, which is why I think Daniel Jones – is definitely a viable fantasy starter this week. He definitely struggles turning the ball over. The Cowboys don't turn the, don't force turnovers much, so there's a chance that you know it's kind of a you're 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 pitting two things against each other that something's got to give. Either Daniel Jones is going to give up turnovers that the Cowboys don't normally force, or Daniel Jones is going to succeed because the Cowboys don't force turnovers. So I would be willing to take the the risk if it was necessary. And then Justin Herbert, if he is given the nod to start again, I think he's a easily another weekly fantasy start if he's uh, if he's available. So uh, those are my my streaming quarterback options, streaming defenses. I hate to say it, but a a a defense that could be streamed this week is the Cowboys defense. The Giants have allowed a top six a top six uh, defense against them every single week. They turn the ball over a lot, and and if you're hurting for defenses defense right now, then because uh, some of the top defenses are playing some some tough offenses this week, so um, it's possible that uh that you need a defense, and and Dallas could be one. I would lean more toward Arizona if they're available. Only fifty percent of leagues, uh, obviously. To me, the the number one defense to start this week is New England against Denver without Drew Locke. That could be a disaster for Denver and I could see them really capitalizing with how well they forced turnovers and I mean even last night they did well against Patrick Mahomes if if Cam Newton was in that game I think it's a whole different game there was a a dropped interception in the second half Uh, and then the other options are the uh, Los Angeles Rams against the the Washington football team Uh, Dwayne Haskins is a turnover machine and even if they switch it's not like Kyle Allen was that impressive with Carolina last year so uh, I think the Rams are a if they're available, a team to pick up. The only other teams that I think might be streaming right now that you could pick up and possibly have a good game, Houston against Jacksonville, uh, possibly Atlanta against the the Panthers because the, the Panthers have turned the ball over a little bit uh, this year, um, Casey against Las Vegas. Um, other than that, man, I, I really hope you got a, a stout defense because there's not a lot of streaming options this week um, with, uh, you know, with a lot of the, the, the tougher – matchups uh, or the better matchups are already by defenses that are typically owned Baltimore against Cincinnati um, Tampa Bay against Chicago uh, like I said Arizona versus the Jets San Francisco versus Miami so uh, Rams Dallas um, you know and like I said Arizona if they're available maybe Houston uh, those those would be my my main targets this week well, that about does it for our waiver wire uh, pickups for the week uh, Tyler and I will get back together and do a weekly preview, but we just wanted to give you guys a little solo action uh, look at 
our waiver decisions for the week and what we're thinking. So uh, let us know what you think. Uh, have a great week and, and get on those waivers.